Parents, welcome to another episode of The Journey, a podcast intended to educate, equip, and entertain you as we talk about important issues facing our families. PCA is a Christ-centered, biblically-based, and family-focused community of committed believers doing life together. We hope the information you hear on this podcast informs and inspires you to be a better parent. Welcome to The Journey. Hey parents, this is Dan Panetti. Welcome to another episode of The Journey. We've got a great episode today with uh, a couple different people from the Institute for Creation Research, which is uh, ICR. Uh, They are headquartered here in Dallas, have an incredible discovery center. Uh, And uh, I wanted you to know not only about them, but that they are going to send several different people up to our BWI, our Biblical Worldview Institute, November 1st and 2nd. And so um, our 7th through 12th grade students are going to get to hear um, from several of their scientists, uh, which is going to be super exciting. Uh, Wednesday, November 2nd, uh, one of the plenary sessions is with Dr. Randy Guliza. Uh, He's talking about our Christianity and science at odds with each other, which is going to be awesome. But we also have a couple of breakout sessions uh, the day before. Uh, Dr. Jeff Tompkins from ICR is going to talk about monkey business uh, in the chimp genome. Uh, And then Dr. Jake uh, Hebert is talking about the Big Bang is Broke. Uh, And then uh, we're going to have one more uh, session uh, that's going to be just for the faculty uh, with Dr. Uh, Brian Thomas from ICR. So I want to let you know about this incredible organization. Uh, We're going to hear from several different people on this episode with ICR because they're going to tell you not only about their connection with us during BWI, and we've had them here before, and they've done a fantastic job. uh, But parents, you need to go down and see all they have Uh, at the Discovery Center uh, here in Dallas. Take your students, uh, take friends, family, everybody. It is an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, So uh, without further ado, here is information about ICR and their partnership with PCA, not only to educate our students, uh, but to educate the world, uh, understanding the idea that God has done an incredible job with creation. uh, And from a scientific standpoint, they do a great job informing all of us. All right, parents, I've got with me now from ICR, Dr. Brian Thomas, uh, and he's going to be doing a faculty session for us um, while we're at, uh, at BWI. So, Dr. Thomas, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And one of the reasons that we're bringing in ICR uh, specifically is because a lot of people who deconstruct their faith and walk away from Christianity give science as the reason for why they walk away. And, and I think the, the concept that you have is uh, that's an interesting explanation because you guys at ICR use science to kind of tell people why Christianity is true. It, it's kind of just the opposite of a lot of people who say, well, I've heard this for the first time. I've explored this. You know, evolution's true, all these different things. And so Christianity must not be true. But at ICR, you're like, well, wait a second. Right, we we look at science and we say it actually supports Christianity. What's your area of expertise at ICR? My area is dinosaur proteins. Okay, and and how does that relate to from a Christian perspective as you learn and as you study right those things? Does that support your Christian views and values, or does it seem like it runs counter to them? Well, you look at fossils. So dinosaurs are we know them from fossils. They're, they're not alive today, and um, what are we told about dinosaurs in the mainstream? We're told that they were deposited tens to hundreds of millions of years ago. Sure. And that they 
evolved from a non-dinosaur into dinosaurs, and that some of these dinosaurs evolved into today's birds. Okay? So right there, that's a story. That's a version of history. Right. But that's... But what we're saying and what we're seeing is that uh, that, that version of history, there's no, there's no good science, there's no defensible science to support that version of history. Right. And so what we have, like you said, generations of Christians who sort of absorb what the mainstream is saying about the fossils, i.e. the story or the, or the, the, the made-up history that, that, that envelops them, and they're swallowing that as though it is scientific, as though we have time machines that can go back and run experiments on the past, which we don't and we can't. It's not even a science question. So, um, so what we're saying at the Institute here is we have – we're willing to ask different questions. Mm-hmm. We're willing to ask questions like, was it really deposited that long ago? Could, is it possible for a dinosaur to evolve into a bird? Is that even biomechanically plausible? You know? And it turns out, no and no. And uh, so what I do is I look at dinosaur proteins, which are short-lived. You know, proteins don't last, don't last um, forever, certainly. They can last thousands of years. We know from, for example, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. They're made of parchment, which is like skin. Skin is 95-plus percent collagen, and so collagen is a protein. So that can last um, thousands of years, um, but it can't last a million. And yet we find uh, collagen, protein, blood vessels that are still inside these, these uh, fossils, not just dinosaurs, but all kinds of fauna, uh, from all over the world. And what we're seeing is, you know, this this presents a real dilemma for the old age, you know, view that's that's really not, doesn't come out of a plain reading of Scripture. You know, a lot of Christians, you know, want to, to squeeze the old ages in there. But we're saying you don't really have to <laughs> because there's science that supports the plain reading of Scripture. And dinosaur proteins is one of those many areas of science yeah. that, that supports it. Yeah, and I love when, when you walk around ICR, your Discovery Center, you have a number of different exhibitions that have this stuff up on a wall that you, you go, oh, well, I've never heard that before, and I've never seen that before, right? That if we have some of this evidence from dinosaurs, a dinosaur bone, and there's protein still there, how is that there 10 million years later if that stuff doesn't last that long? How do we know some of the things that we know if it's that old, it wouldn't even be around anymore. So I think that's a that's an interesting concept. Is you guys are asking a lot of questions that it seems like, um, the you know the mainstream science, um, you know, kind of you know person is is you know kind of assuming something, and you guys are saying, well, we're not making those assumptions. We're asking the questions that I think everybody needs to ask. Um, you're not telling me that that you know everything scientifically is going to back up a young Earth, but you are saying there's a lot of evidence that a lot of people just are simply ignoring because they're assuming that everything must be billions and billions and billions of years old. Uh, sure. And, and we're assuming that creatures can morph one into another mm-hmm. uh, in, with infinite plasticity, and you can go from, you know, hydrogen to human, uh, uh, you know, over billions of years. Yeah. And that's just part of the, 
the furniture of our minds yeah. that we just kind well, of you, come through in yeah. our culture. If you can go from nothing to something, you can go from hydrogen to human. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that, that's, that's if you can, you know, if you can take that first leap. Yeah, um, right. So what, what other, now the, I think the interesting thing too, uh, that I love about ICR is that you have a number of different scientists from a number of different backgrounds. And so not all of your scientists just deal specifically with fossils or what you do, um, but you have scientists that run a, a gamut of different um, kind of disciplines. Um, do you know what some of those different disciplines are? I know we have, you know, a planetarium and, and people who are dealing with biology and, you know, um, all sorts of different things. Your area of expertise, obviously, is the fossils, but there's other er- people here that have other areas of expertise. And, the, and, the, and we're all trained through, you know, we have secular universities mm-hmm. that we got our PhDs from. And um, uh, there's about six of us or, or so. The number changes <laughs> every four or five years. But um, uh, Jeff Tompkins is a geneticist, you know, spent, spent part of his, year, uh, his career at Clemson. And, and as a geneticist, and as a, as a geneticist who is a Christian, he's able to ask questions and think about what he sees mm. in these genes and the, and the way the, the blueprints, if you will, of creatures is constructed. Mm. He's able to see marvelous um, organization and design and blueprints that were put there on purpose for a purpose. And so he's able to praise the Lord, uh, 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 the Lord Jesus as creator for those things. And so we appreciate all that he, that he brings and does. And it, it, his favorite word is complex. <laughs> Every article he writes is, it's just so complex. It's just so mind-bogglingly complex. And, and uh, so that's cool. And, and the Lord Jesus does get the credit. He does deserve that credit yeah. because he is the creator. And, but if you don't have that, you know, if you don't have that in mind, you might not, you might not think about Jesus as being the one who deserves the credit for Genetics, I mean, how do those relate? Well, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. John 1.1. 1, 1. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and that's the Lord. And then um, who, who else do we have? Uh, Dr. Tim Clary is our geologist okay. with a prior career in um, the oil and gas industry. And he's convinced that the rocks display the flood. That's mm-hmm. why we have fossils. Yep. Fossils don't form today, but they're everywhere. <laughs> And the Bible says the flood was everywhere. And so he's doing an awesome research project where he's tracking um, the thickness and type of rock um, across the world. So, and he's found patterns that are the same on every continent. So there's a worldwide set of patterns. And he says um, he's fond of saying that that demands a worldwide um, cause to produce such a worldwide effect. Yes, and where, where would you find that worldwide cause? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can look to Scripture, and, yeah. and if it's uh, um, if it really describes what really happened, then it's pretty explicit, and it's pretty helpful, because it says, um, all the high hills under the whole heavens were covered, Genesis 7. Those are the high hills of the pre-flood world, not today's high hills. Those, the pre-flood world hills were covered, not just the the high hills in the Middle East, it says, under the whole heavens. And then, of course, Peter reinforces that and took that history as though it was actual, straightforward history, right from Genesis 6, 7, 8, 9. And Peter said in uh, chapter 3 of his second book, um, for the, the world that then existed perished being flooded with water. The world that then existed. And so what we're seeing now are these patterns that uh, that match what we would expect to see hmm. if you know if the if the Bible got it its history correct, and so that's kind of what 
Each of us scientists, I think, we have a story where we went from, you know, from, I guess, evolution to creation. Okay. And, and, and se- several of us went from evolution to creation because of the evidence for creation that we encountered as we looked at the world that God made. Right. Or that God flooded. <laughs> and, and we look at it and go, wait a minute, this does not, the, the features that I'm looking at don't fit what I'd expect to see in an evolutionary um, long ages uh, world. And so that's like what you said. Uh, uh, I wish that when I was younger, I had just been exposed to right. some of these evidences. So that's what we, that's what we have. And there's more. Uh, uh, Dr. Um, Jake Hebert is a physicist. He's a climate physicist. So he is able to um, really help explore and explain how the physics of the flood would have produced the ice age that our globe experienced after the flood. And so that helped us really put some cool pieces together historically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, and it merges right in with, with what the Bible teaches about history. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate what you do, not only here at ICR, um, but I appreciate you coming up to our BWI uh, and helping train uh, our students, our faculty, and our parents, because uh, this really is a, a very important uh, conversation for our young people to have, especially before they walk out onto a college campus and into the world uh, that's definitely telling them a different story and and having them question their Christian faith as opposed to uh, questioning the science that's being presented to them. So mm. I appreciate what you guys do, and, and I appreciate your time. Well, I thank, I thank you for uh, bringing me out and uh, looking forward to it. And I have to reach back into my prior career as a teacher to, uh, to 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 remember now. How did I integrate? You know, yeah, critical thinking. So you it, taught you taught before. I did. Okay, and, and so that's what that's what I'll be pulling on for sure. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Okay, thanks. All right, parents. I'm still here at ICR, and I've got Lauren Pennington, uh, and we're going to talk about the Discovery Center um, because this place is fantastic. Um, And not only is ICR going to be at BWI, and you're going to have a number of scientists there and um, help us with our sessions, but the great thing is, is um, once BWI is over, um, parents, you can you know, grab your family and come down to ICR uh, to the Discovery Center and walk through and see so many of the things that you guys have here, um, more than what we're even going to be talking about at the conference. And so, Lauren, your job is to tell our parents, what do we have at the Discovery Center? Like, what is this place? When is it open? What what can I expect? So just kind of walk me through what, what our parents need to know. Yeah. So our Discovery Center is here in Dallas. It's closer to the Irving area, right mm-hmm. off Royal and Luna. Yep. And it is basically a place where ICR's information comes to life Love it. in an amazing, engaging way. And we are open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. There is a members-only hour from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. We do have memberships available. But basically, people can come and they can see the truths that ICR puts forward in a really engaging way. And one of the things I love about the Discovery Center is that it is very engaging both for adults and for kids. Yes. Um, sometimes the adults come through, like I've had some adults come through that tell me, wow, I did not know that you could have a museum that talks about both science and God at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's just a totally new concept for them. I've seen others come through that have really been struggling with some of these issues. And, you know, our world tells us that the Bible can't be believed when it comes to these areas. Well, if we can't believe the Bible in what it says about creation and the beginning of everything, what else should we disbelieve sure. in Scripture? And yeah. so I've seen others come through that just are really encouraged by the things they see and their faith is encouraged. And 
practically what it looks like is we have kind of two elements, the exhibit hall and the planetarium. Yes. And we always encourage people to do both if they have the time. The planetarium, we've got three shows in there. Two of them were made by ICR, actually. Um, Exploring Deep Space is our most recent one, and Creation in the Solar System. And those basically walk through different evidence that we see out in space, um, both within our solar system and way beyond, just that the Bible can be believed and that the Big Bang, things don't add up when it comes to um, what we're hearing about the Big Bang and evolution and all of that um, in outer space. And we also have an additional show um, that talks about the ocean and shows some of God's different creatures um, in those depths, and that's really neat as well. In the exhibit hall, people can walk through, and I don't want to give away too much because you need to come see it. But you um, got to give away a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'll right? try to give and away what, a little how, bit. How, give away the start, because I, I think the start of it is, to me, the most fascinating part, um, the talking pictures. Yes. So that, I love the talking oh, pictures. Yes. Yeah, that tends to be a favorite yeah. among a lot of people. So basically, you go into the front of the exhibit hall, and you're looking at a lot of pictures um, that talk about various things throughout Earth history and how mankind has fulfilled the creation mandate mm-hmm. um, to have dominion over the Earth. So you walk through, and you're looking at all these pictures. And then you get into this room where there are some paintings. And these paintings are of various scientists throughout history. Um, many of the names are familiar, Isaac Newton mm-hmm. and others. Um, and what a lot of people in our world don't know is that these men actually approach their studies from a biblical worldview. And that's actually what drove them forward. That's something that is conveniently left out in a lot of public school education. Absolutely, it's left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but they Didn't hear that much... in the public school when I grew up? No, <laughs> they, they conveniently leave that part out. But you walk through and you're looking at these paintings um, and hearing about some of the contributions to the areas of science that they excelled in. And then all of a sudden, Isaac Newton, his painting, starts talking to you. And all of a sudden, all of the paintings come to life. And they They have a conversation. They They go back and forth. And yeah, it's it's so fascinating. But you guys have so many neat things um, here to walk through. How long do you think it takes kind of the average person to walk through the exhibit hall? So it kind of depends on the person. We okay. typically recommend for people to take a couple of hours. If you have tiny children with you, we they're not go gonna have a little faster. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> they're not gonna have the same attention spans. If you're someone who likes to read mm. and you want to read, because we've got a whole bunch, dozens of touch screens throughout the exhibit hall. Yes. So in addition to the visual eye-catching exhibits, you also have those touch screens where you can read more about the scientific aspects behind the things that you're seeing. Yeah. And so if, if you're one of those people that likes to read everything along the way, you're going to need more than a couple of hours. So, yeah. Well, everything is, is done so well here. Um, we brought our sixth grade down this last year. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about is um, typically, especially when I grew up, so I'm a little bit older than you, Lauren, um, but when I grew up, um, Christians tried to duplicate everything that the culture did, um, but they didn't do it as well. Um, but they, because we are Christians, we kind of, you know, look the other way and say, you know, well, I mean, we're Christians. The one thing I love about the Discovery Center is it's done so well. Um, and I think about, you know, we've been to the Museum of the Bible, same thing in D.C., right? It, it competes with anything that the Smithsonian puts forward. It's done so well. Um, you guys are uh, same thing here, right? It's done so well. Everything is um, high tech, high quality, um, very engaging, um, 
you know, as, as you walk through and as you see the story, it just it, it makes you ask questions. It makes you think about things. And, and you, you don't leave thinking, well, I support them because they're Christians. Right. You go, I leave because you know, I support them because they're doing such an amazing job. And the fact that you guys are, are looking at things from a biblical worldview is super helpful and super important. And I think it's one of those places that um, th- this is how do you say this? Before your kid goes onto a college campus, you have to go through this, the uh, Discovery Center. So, um, you know, you, you can um, bring your student down here who's younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you said, if they're a little too young, right, they'll be exposed to it. They'll get to see it. They'll get to ask questions. And it's very engaging. But as they get a little bit older into kind of middle school into high school, then you can really spend some time walking through. And I love the Discovery Center because like any age student will find something that they think is Absolutely. engaging. The older they are, the more time they can spend and really kind of digest and read through. But I really think it's one of those places that before your kid goes to college, this is a place you guys need to visit as a, as a family and go through. So I appreciate you guys putting on such an incredible um, just resource for our families. Uh, and really, for, it's open for anybody, right? You don't, you don't have to come at this from a biblical worldview. You can completely disagree with everything that you guys are producing and walk through and still be amazed at the way that you guys are presenting things. So. That's been one of the cool things to see because even people that come through and they do disagree mm-hmm. with where we're coming from. They disagree with scripture. Um, they believe certain things that they have heard Mm -hmm. growing up. And like you were saying, you didn't hear about this stuff in school. So they grew up just not believing in this. We'll have people just drive by. It's a beautiful facility, even from the road. We'll have people just drive by and they come in because they saw it, it caught their eye, and they want to see what it's about. And we'll hear people say, well, I totally disagree with y'all, but this is a really good museum. And it's so cool to see that because I had a professor in college. He always used to say, we do not strive for mediocrity because we do not serve a mediocre God. Ooh, that's good. And I love that ICR also holds that philosophy. We want to do things excellently because our Savior is excellent. Jesus Christ, our creator, Savior, and coming King, he is the most excellent being in the universe. And we want to convey that, not just in the information that we convey, but also in how we convey that to the people that come through. And our volunteers are actually a huge part of that. So we actually, I run the volunteer program, so it's a soft spot in my heart. But we actually have volunteers that are stationed in each area of the museum. And they engage with people that come through. So they're not just looking at the stuff and and going through on their own. They actually have someone there that they can engage with and ask questions of and someone who can show them the love of Christ, not just the correct information, because that's why ICR does what we do. And um, Brian Thomas touched on that when you talked with him as well, just talking about Jesus Christ deserves the credit and the glory. That's why we do what we do. It's not just about being right with science and other things. It's about bringing glory to the creator. And people can see that um, when they come here and they are left with that impression when they leave. And that's really encouraging to be a part of. Really well done. Well, I'll put in the show notes a link, right, so people can find the Discovery Center. You said it's open Tuesday through Saturday. Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's fantastic. Awesome. Lauren, I appreciate your time. Thank you. It's good to be here. All right, parents, I've got Trey Bowling, and he's here at ICR. And it's kind of an interesting um, angle that you get to do, and that is um, you take ICR's material uh, and you figure out a way to get it to young people and really kind of anybody uh, in a way that uh, is going to be meaningful and engaging to them, which also includes includes kind of like using the Internet, using social media. So tell me um, where parents or students can find some of the things that you guys are putting out. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Uh, so we're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have podcasts on every major platform. Love it. I mean, we, we've got to be everywhere yeah. in, in this culture 
the youth are always online. It's it's a consistent phenomenon, and we can't tell them, hey, don't be online. They'll find a way to be online, yeah. right? And what they're seeing on the internet or what they're listening to, that affects their worldview. So to combat that, we have to present the facts, the truth of creation, uh, and how that supports Christianity. We have to present that where they're at. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, 95% of our kids are growing up in a public school setting. They're not hearing any of this information. They're not hearing anything that counters evolution. They're not hearing anything from a biblical worldview perspective. And so you have to get to those, right, 95% of the kids and present a, a different alternative. Absolutely. And begin to help them learn to ask questions. Otherwise, they'll, they'll never explore these different ideas and ask questions as they go through. So I'm, I'm glad you're, you're doing it. What's, the, what's kind of the most popular thing that you put out there? Man, I'd say the concept of a global flood has uh, has been from from the beginning. That's what ICR started with. Right? Yes, I know, flood. and it's still it's still there. Yeah. Uh, I actually, mean, actually, it's okay. So it's funny is I read um, Henry Morris's book when I was in ninth grade. My dad gave it to me. Right, so this is you know this is the original granddaddy, and mm-hmm. and uh, didn't understand most of it, um, but I thought it was fascinating. Right, of just kind of the whole idea of exploring. Um, looking at what water does and, you know, I mean, how do we get the Grand Canyon? I mean, all these different things as you go through. And so it's a fascinating thing uh, to think that that's still, right, at the foundation of what ICR is producing because there's so many different things that you guys cover from a scientific standpoint, which I love. Absolutely. But, right, the idea of the flood is still so important to your work. That and dinosaur soft tissues. I mean, you talked to dinosaur Dr. Soft Thomas tissues, yeah. earlier. <laughs> and and, and that's, that's one of the huge things is you said that you read that book and you didn't understand all of it. I did not. Uh, and, and that's great. But now we live in a world where we can, you know, no one's necessarily from like elementary school. They're not reading Dr. Hebert's big book on uh, climate and the ice age. But we can take the concepts from that book and distill it down into easily digestible bites. Excellent. Um, and that, that's, that's what kids of this generation need. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Um, so we've, we can find you on YouTube. Yes. What's, what's the YouTube? I can, I can put a link into it in there. Just right? Institute for Creation Research, Research will yep. be their top, uh, top result. I love it. Um, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay. So. Okay. What, what else are we going to do in the future? What are we, uh, what are we looking at? We're working on some scripted shows, uh-huh. uh, which we are very excited about. Because uh, right now we've, we've got all these podcasts, but we're going we're gonna to hit that younger generation even further. You know, we're, we're hitting, you know, 20s right now, yep. uh, but we've got to hit younger than that. Amen. Because that's where it starts. Yeah. Once you hit kindergarten, I th- anything you watch. I, th- I think, yeah, well, I mean, Disney and all those people are producing right material that all of our kids are being exposed to, and it's obviously coming from a non-biblical, you know, non-biblical perspective. Absolutely. Um, what about like uh, writing a song and putting somebody on American Idol? Have you <laughs> well, ever thought of that? <laughs> it isn't something that we thought about. Uh, See? Tra- hey, Trey, I'm telling you, I got I got stuff for you. I got hey, new you, ideas. You got to toe the line because that could come across as very cheesy. And let me tell you, <laughs> cheesy doesn't work half the time. Cheesy does so. not work. So yeah, let's stick to the science. I'll yes. let you guys do your job, and I'll do mine. So, uh, anything else you want to tell our parents about what you guys have? Uh, no, just. Uh, it's it's going to be your children are going to be online. Yes, just get them the stuff online that will be good for them. Yes, so that's great, that's what great I reminder. Say. And I know we'll see you at our BWI conference. You'll be helping out with some of the things in ICR that's that's going to be there. So yes, we look absolutely. forward to it. I look forward to it. It'll thank, be awesome. Thank you, Trey. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Thank you for investing the time to listen to this episode of The Journey. Please take a minute to share with friends and family who will also benefit from this valuable resource. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast app. It is truly our blessing and honor to walk with you on The Journey.